Hello there, Sass with Cast listeners. Let me start by saying thank you. The first podcast, the intro version, launched on April the 10th. Episode 1 launched six days later on April the 16th. Today, eight days later, I got 19 total plays. Most of them are the first episode. This is absolutely fantastic. I don't know who's my listeners out there. I I did hear from a neighbor friend. Thank you for the shout out there, Joe. Um, Encouraging me to get the next episode out. And um, just to let the listeners know, as you may have read in a blog, maybe you haven't. I'm just going to assume you haven't touched the blog. Uh, I just want to give a little background here. I've researched podcasting for a while. I love listening to podcasts. That's kind of how I get through work. Um, Music's great. I don't mind listening to music as well, but uh, I find myself toe-tapping and things like that. And whenever you're dealing with uh, details where you have to keep things lined up and, you know, put everything in a straight line, if you decide to, you know, tap your toes or tap your fingers, uh, you mess things up and line it up. So it's probably better just to listen to podcasts. And uh, I got a few fun ones out there I like to listen to and from uh, just informative things, murder mysteries, that kind of thing. Uh, so mine's nowhere near as interesting as the ones I listen to, by no means, but I do appreciate people taking time out to listen. Uh, so by listening to podcasts, I just kind of had an interest, and I thought, you know, I'd like to really just try one, just to see how fun it is. It's a challenge. It's something I haven't done. It's something I could put on my I've done it list and see what happens. So, of course, the wonderful time that we're in right now allowed me some time on my hands and um, I decided well I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a shot so I did a lot of research and brought all that to the table and started uh, venturing into a couple things as I said one of my first podcasts I believe um, I was borrowing my uh, child's my oldest microphone that I bought him a few years ago and it turned out it wasn't even recording. It was recording using a, an, an internal mic on a computer, and it turned out pretty good. Uh, right now, I sit in front of a MacBook, and I'm recording on a headset that's got a cable coming out of it with a microphone built into it, but I can't hear myself on the headset. So it's quite frustrating. I'm still learning, still trying to get the technology together. I've got another MacBook, a Samsung tablet, iPads, and a Lenovo tablet, and apparently the Lenovo tablet is the only one that I can record to with an external microphone plugged up and one of those buffer guards so you can't hear the air that's coming out right now, and this nice headset that I can hear myself in. So today I decided that I was just going to go record straight into the Mac. I will hopefully not spit into the microphone too much or blow too much air and let this episode be what it is. Apologize for anything that you hear in the background already. You know, the family's doing their thing and kind of in here just talking to myself. So, episode two, I've titled it The Pre-Pandemic Pet Peeve. Um, I hate saying um all the time. I don't know why I do this, but anyway, here we go. Before I get started, I want to tell everybody, you're encouraged to reach out to me at any time. Give me your common sense. 
You can leave a voicemail or text at 859-951-8870 or visit anchor.fm slash sasswithcast and leave a voice memo right there. You can also drop me an email at climbaboardmysoapbox at gmail.com. And don't forget, visit that blog, climbaboardmysoapbox.blog. So here we go. Let's get started. I'm your host, Cass. You know how when you're at work, uh, grocery shopping, shopping, watching TV, whatever, anywhere else but where you are, and you got all sort of ideas about something you want to do, and you want to do it when you have that time to do something, but then you have the time and you don't have any ideas. Well, that's been me since kicking off this podcast. I was pumped, thinking I could just sit here, talk to myself about all sort of things that go through my head. And sometimes those things are dangerous. When it comes time to record, I drew a blank. So when I started to prepare for this episode about a week ago, I decided to take the advice of a friend, Tracy. Thank you. Shout out, girl. I pulled up some of my old blogs, read through them, and I found a good one. An oldie but a goodie, folks. This is something that just really chaps my hide. And it's plain old common sense manners and etiquette. It's very simple. And of course, as I've been saying, I wish I could serve common sense in a cup. So let me paint a picture for you. Everybody has entered an establishment, business, restaurant, whatever, that has at least a foyer, like the two sets of doors in it, you know? And it doesn't have to just be a foyer. It could just be doors, okay? But for the sake of argument, I'm going to use this foyer because I still haven't figured out the purpose of a foyer in a restaurant. Maybe it's energy efficiency or traffic flow. I don't know. But I digress. Let me get back. So here's the scenario. My family and I are walking up to enter this exterior set of doors to a foyer. Usually I'm, of course, dragging up the rear. As we approach... It's customary here in the United States of America to walk on the right. And one of my family members will be poised to open a door for me. And I'll look up and I'll see people coming out, usually a couple. They see my family reaching for that door and they stop dead in their tracks. And I have noticed it. And just as I reach the door and the door becomes opened, they walk out. On my side. The door that was being opened for me. They squeezed through that damn door that I was just about to walk into that my family member was nice enough to open for me. Not them. I think it's rude. Of course, I usually wait. Reluctantly, I'll wait. And this has happened to us whether we're entering or exiting, folks. I've actually stood inside of a building. And watch people come up and stand there and wait on me to open a door when I'm leaving before they will open a door. And they will squeeze in the door as I'm trying to leave. And usually if I'm leaving, I've got bags or I've got a buggy. And they'll still try to squeeze in. And I know that door works on the other side because I just came in it. Please tell me this happens to you. Maybe it's different. 
maybe it's a different scenario. Maybe maybe that scenario doesn't happen to you, but maybe you're actively stepping in the door and your family's right behind you. And the other side, there's a patron standing there like they're paralyzed. Or the door they're looking at right in front of them is just supposed to magically open. And you just keep walking. How about this scenario? You're at a local steakhouse. You're out for a nice dinner with your family. Now, the line at the door is to be expected. There's never enough room for patrons to be seated. So, this has happened to us one time, and I, I promise it, it has happened maybe more, but I know one time. We approached, and I saw the line about eight deep, waiting to get in the in, into the restaurant. Curiosity prevailed, and I had to peek ahead. There's always that one guy that's holding the door open while everybody's exiting the building through the door we're trying to go in. Okay, we're trying to go in on the right-hand side. There's a nice gentleman standing about eight ahead of me, holding the door, and everybody's coming out that door. And I know that other door is working because I can see it bounce when one of them's shoulder or an oversized bag hits it. Folks, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is just downright lazy. Then there's times I'm opening the door. I put the foot over the threshold and another body, and usually a female, will squeeze through that door that I occupy rather than opening the door on their side and or just simply wait. I'm like, did I really want to rub boobs, ass, and hips with a complete stranger? I mean, damn, they could at least offer me drinks first. Okay, I get it. I get it. Sometimes there's stores, especially gas stations and banks, that lock that one door. And those of us who do walk to the right, we'll slam into it and nearly knock ourselves out. Every time that happens, I get so frustrated. I mean, what's the purpose of having that door locked? What's the purpose of having that door there at all? If you don't intend on using it, why is it there? Those places should just have one door. I don't know. Maybe there's some code. Okay, okay. Maybe the code needs to be updated. And if it's required for safety in the event of a fire, then should it even be locked in the first place? Does it cost the establishment more insurance money not to have the extra door? Well, if that's the case, it's pure theft to ensure something isn't being used. Anyway, I digressed again. This whole lack of people practicing walk-to-the-right etiquette, which is really pure common sense, it pisses me off. That's why they call it a pet peeve. It doesn't matter if it's a mall, a department store, a restaurant. It happens a lot. So I had to wonder... Was I wearing a shirt or a sign that said, here, let me open the door for your lazy ass? I mean, I've been known to make some shirts, but I don't recall ever making that one. So I decided to observe. While waiting for our table at a restaurant, I would purposely sit and watch the door. This happened to others, too. I felt relieved knowing it wasn't just me or my family that had our personal space infringed upon for the lazy. It wasn't age or gender specific either, people. I would see old and young standing there waiting on someone to open the door for them so they could walk through it on the left. I could count on one hand how many people would walk to the right. Now, folks, this is just downright sad, inconsiderate, and lazy. Lazy. My time is just as valuable as yours. What dictates that I must stand there and wait for a perfect stranger to exit a door that I opened for myself, or my family member opened for me. 
Sure, I'm a better person in the eyes of society because I looked like I was being generous. But that's the same society that sees no problem infringing on my personal space. The same one who stands there waiting on the door to magically open for them? Do you really think their opinion matters of me? About as much as this podcast probably matters to them. Don't get me wrong. If legit somebody waiting to open the door, we'll open it for them. But we're going to open the one on their side. We're not going to open our door and say, please exit. We're going to open our door for us to enter. And we're going to open the door for you to exit. Of course, I expressed this to my family and we talked about it and how to handle it. I mean, we can't fix it. It's just one of those things. But we did decide to start playing a little of the game. Say the first person's approaching the door, we'd stop. And we'd just kind of wait. Like we forgot something. Or stand there and just giggle to ourselves. They don't know what we're saying because they're on the other side of that door. And sometimes even just bend down and tie a shoe that didn't need to be tied. Eventually, the other person on the other side of the door would open up the door. But they'd open the wrong door. It's like they would come through the door on our side thinking they were doing us a favor opening the door. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, if you know me, I just don't let something like this go. Chances of me ever seeing the same people doing this is slim to none. So I decided I'm just going to start speaking up. So depending on the situation, I decided the way I was going to handle it. If one of my family members held the door and someone snuck through as I was walking in, I'd say, oh, excuse me, I didn't know that that door didn't work. Or, you're welcome. Sometimes I'd say things like, in a hurry, your majesty, shall we bring your horse around too? And my favorite I haven't got to use yet, and boy, I really wanted to, is please leave. We won't let the door hit you in the ass. You know, somebody's told you that before, right? If we're standing in line waiting, like in the the famous foyer of a steakhouse, Often the doorway, you know, trying to get in, waiting on the line to move. And right beside us be people frozen, waiting, squeeze through the wrong door between myself and the family member standing there. I have been known to reach over, push the door on their side and say, oh, wow, that door does work. Or I'd nudge it with my elbow and look at them and say, yep, it moves when you push it. I've done that, I admit. Most of the time, I'd see a look of sheer shock as they process what just happened. A few times, they or somebody in their party would say something like, How rude. Of course, my response is, Not as rude as you trying to rub up against me, just so you can be lazy. Speaking of rubbing, when those patrons, as I said earlier, usually the ladies, would decide to do a quick sidestep, squeeze through, rub all their junk up on me, don't think I didn't speak up. Usually, if I could muster up the mindset, I'd stay calm, and I would say, I hope it was good for you because you're lacking. Or the next time, how about buy me drinks? And if I wasn't in a snippy mood, a simple excuse me, I didn't mean to occupy the same space as you. Now, by the time most of these people processed what I said, they were about four feet away and turning to look at me with sheer shock. Ironically, I don't recall noticing any young kids doing this as most of them are just following their parents with their noses stuck in their phone screens. The only thing I can hope comes of this interaction and my snippy comments is that maybe they don't do it to someone else. 
Sadly, now my entire family speaks up and I can't control what comes out. And we've seen some bold moves and I'm proud that my family knows the walk to right walk to the right etiquette and we practice it. So folks, do yourself a favor. The next time you're out, practice walk to the right. Don't assume that an open door on the left is there for you. It's okay. Say thank you, open the door in front of you, and keep walking. Don't assume that someone deserves to walk through a door that was opened for you. Maybe you're okay with it, but that's that's you. I think all this just proves to me my point about society and this whole virus lockdown. Society will not change. You're self-serving. There's no masks or gloves that's going to fix this. Just like I'll never be serving up a cup of common sense. One thing is for sure, since the country's in this shutdown, I don't have to worry about any of this. That's why I've been a huge supporter of social distancing before it was cool. I've used app ordering, curbside pickup, delivery, whatever, to avoid human interaction anymore. Because this just flips my bitch switch. Well, folks, thank you for listening. Sorry it's not any longer. I can usually talk more. But I think this topic's kind of been beat to death. I know my family's tired of hearing it. So uh, thank you. Continue playing. Continue sharing. Give me your input. And while I shake off some cobwebs and put together a little bit more material, you have a blessed day. Stay home and stay healthy. Thanks for listening to Sass with Cass podcast. I want to hear from you. Tell me what you think. Give it to me straight. Text or call 859-951-8870. Visit anchor.fm slash sasswithcass and leave a voice memo right there. Email's good too. Climb aboard my soapbox at gmail.com. As always, visit the blog at climbaboardmysoapbox.blog. When requested, listeners' names and contact information will be omitted. We all have the right to our opinion, and there will be zero tolerance for any hate or ill-intended communication to this podcast, author, or its listeners. Sass with Cass is available on several popular podcast platforms, including Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. This podcast is brought to you by the solo efforts of your host, Cass. Any and all mentions of businesses or products is purely voluntarily and without compensation. When possible, businesses and products are referred to in generic terms to avoid any potential misrepresentation. Sass with Cass has the right to use or refuse any and all correspondence from its listeners. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thank you.